Good morning, and welcome to Simply Science. It's Friday, March 1st. On today's show, spring starts, but signs and science of seasons change. Plus, a new book from Rice Psychologists explores the science supporting diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace. And a mystery sea creature is discovered in UK waters. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Science. We start off with a refreshing change in the weather, as today marks the start of spring, according to the meteorological calendar. The science of our seasons is a matter of degrees, 23 and a half of them to be precise. This small angle of tilt in the axis of the Earth as it orbits around the Sun is what takes our planet on a year-long journey through the seasons. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about the science behind our seasons? Certainly, David. The tilt of the Earth's axis as it orbits the Sun is what gives us our seasons. Without this tilt, the length of our days would be fixed everywhere in the world, with 12 hours of daylight followed by 12 hours of darkness every day. The climate in Northern Ireland, for example, would probably be like late March all year round. It's this tilt that gives us the myriad signals of a changing season that people, plants, and animals have all become accustomed to. And how is climate change affecting the start of our seasons? As the weather is changing, with warmer summer temperatures and colder winters, so is the starting date of our seasons. For instance, Laurel Bank Farm in County Down has observed significant seasonal changes. The farm's founder, Joe Facer, notes that the first signs of spring are not found in her garden, but in her solar panels. In February, she had an excess of hot water from the solar panel energy, indicating an early arrival of spring. What are some other signs of spring that we can look out for? Well, one sign of spring is the flowering of certain plants. This February, some unusually mild temperatures meant that plants, like snowdrops, have been flowering early. Also, the first seeds are usually sown in the middle of February, marking a fundamental shift in the farming cycle. In the seven acres of land around Laurel Bank Farm, it is the perennial plants like wild garlic, globe artichokes, and rhubarb, which are the first to react to the warming soil temperatures. What about the historical significance of these seasonal changes? Before supermarkets gave us access to year-round air-freighted vegetables, these perennials were an important component in dealing with the hungry gap in food production that was often a feature of spring. This gap was the period that saw the winter crops spent and the new plants not yet ready to harvest. Today, with a global food system that moves produce around the world, most of us are unaware of this seasonal gap in the availability of local produce. Why are there different measures of when the seasons start? Grouping the year into four seasons of three months is a convenient way to keep consistent statistics over time, but it is not the only measure of the season. Astronomical spring begins on the 20th of March this year, and according to the Celtic calendar spring, or Imbolc, it started on St. Brigid's Day on the 1st of February. The Celtic calendar reflects a rhythm of the seasons, dividing the year into the dark six months and the light six months. That's fascinating. What can we expect to see growing now? As the days lengthen and the intensity of the sunlight increases, the vegetable garden will burst into life. From May until December, 
The farmers at Laurel Bank will be busy growing for the vegetable boxes, which are the lifeblood of their community-supported agriculture scheme. But for now, the first eggs of the year have been laid, and the promise of spring is in the air. Thanks for the updates, James. Now shifting our focus to social issues, in the wake of the Hashed Black Lives Matter and Me Too movements, diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI, has become a topic of significant public debate. A new book from Rice University psychologists presents the scientific case for DEI. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about this book and its authors? Certainly, David. The book is titled Working Together, Practicing the Science of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. It's authored by Mickey Hebel and Eden King, both of whom are industrial organizational psychologists at Rice University. They have dedicated their careers to studying workplace discrimination and the subtle biases that can be particularly harmful in these settings. They felt compelled to present the scientific case for DEI, especially in the workplace. What motivated them to write this book? Hebel and King observe that people have been harassed, stereotyped, demeaned, and victimized in the workplace for ages. DEI efforts have emerged as a way to combat this negativity, but until now there was a book examining the science supporting DEI initiatives. They felt compelled to provide a science-backed roadmap to encourage DEI in workplace settings, hoping it will lead to more fulfilling and equitable employment for all. What does the book cover in terms of DEI? The book is based on meticulous research from expert scholars, case studies with large-scale and strong evidence, and work from other industry professionals. It explores what diversity is, outlines the moral and financial imperatives for DEI, identifies biases that impact the workplace and their psychological explanations, among other relevant topics. The authors also provide guidance on what allies and organizations can do to attract and retain employees who support DEI initiatives, and how individuals and organizations alike can be allies to those who have faced discrimination. And what do the authors hope to achieve with this book? Hebel and King hope that by describing scientific evidence regarding when, why, and how DEI efforts can make a difference, strategies for change will be illuminated across the talent management cycle. They envision the book serving as an evidence-based guide toward positive change for companies, leaders, and HR professionals. That was Simply Science reporter Celeste with a timely and important contribution. Now, let's dive into a new discovery in the marine world. A new species of sea slug has been discovered in UK waters, caught off the southwest of England from a research ship. The creature, named Pleurobranchia britannica, belongs to a group typically found in warmer waters, suggesting a possible northward migration due to climate change. Here to discuss this discovery is our correspondent from Simply Science. Can you tell us more about this sea slug and its significance? Certainly, David. Sea slugs are a type of shellless marine mollusk known for their remarkable variety and beauty. Despite their small size, growing only to around 5 centimeters in length, they are a top predator and occupy a key position in the food chain. They're often referred to as an indicator species because their sensitivity to climate change and human pressures can help scientists understand the health of marine ecosystems. So this new species, Pleurobrea britannica, is it native to UK waters? Actually, members of the Pleurobrancia group are usually found in warmer waters, such as northern Spain, Senegal, and throughout the Mediterranean Sea. 
The discovery of this species in UK waters could indicate that this group of species is expanding its range due to more favorable conditions, possibly as a result of climate change. What are the implications of this discovery? The discovery is a reminder that we still have much to learn about life in our seas, even those that are among the best studied in the world. However, it also raises concerns about the impact of climate change on marine life. Warmer oceans and heat waves can disturb marine species like fish and whales as they move in search of cooler waters, upsetting the food chain. Experts warn that fish stocks could be affected. Thanks for that report, Michael. It's clear that discoveries like these can have far-reaching implications for marine ecosystems. In other news, an affiliate of the Bullfinch Companies, Inc., has been awarded the 2023 Life Sciences and Healthcare ESG Leadership Award by Harrison Street, a leading investment management firm. This award recognizes Bullfinch's commitment to sustainable practices, particularly at Osborne Triangle, a global hub for the life science and innovation communities. Bella, a correspondent for Simply Science, is here to discuss this further. Bella, can you tell us more about this award and why Bullfinch was chosen as the recipient? Certainly, David. Harrison Street's ESG Leadership Awards honor partners who contribute to sustainable development. Bullfinch was recognized for their dedication to incorporating sustainable practices throughout their portfolio, enhancing building technology systems and certifications. They were particularly lauded for their efforts at Osborne Triangle, a complex located in Cambridge's Kendall School neighborhood, serving as a global hub for the life science and innovation communities. What specific sustainable practices has Bullfinch implemented at Osborne Triangle? Osborne Triangle holds several sustainable certifications, including LEED, Fitwell, Energy Star, and BOMA 360 Performance. The campus actively reduces energy and intensity with the goal of shifting electricity to 100% green power. Bullfinch recently partnered with Eversource to conduct an energy audit and identified incentive projects, several of which have been completed with additional projects currently in progress. They also promote improved health and well-being with tenant activities and engagement programs. That's quite impressive. And how has Bullfinch responded to receiving this award? Robert Brierley, SVP, Director of Property Management at Bullfinch, expressed that they are incredibly honored to receive this award. He emphasized that Bullfinch's environmental commitment and social responsibility efforts create trust with their stakeholders and serve to protect and enhance the communities in which they work and live. And what about Bullfinch's commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion? Bullfinch has implemented several initiatives to advance diversity, equity, and inclusion, both within the company and in the greater commercial real estate industry. They've partnered with the Boston Women's Workforce Council's 100% Talent Compact, committing to eliminating the gender race gap, and the Cruise CEO Pledge for Action to advance women and diversity in commercial real estate. Bullfinch's strides in sustainability and inclusivity certainly give us a lot to think about. Thanks for your insights, Bella. And with that, we conclude our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Science. We'll see you back here tomorrow.